welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where we get comic, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a little sports talk, because we're going to be talking baseball on the Crossover Podcast today. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and joining me today is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? I'm doing well. I'm ready to talk some baseball. All right. Before we talk baseball, because today we are going to do our uh, National League win totals, we're going to split. Normally do this pod in one big one, uh, but we decided since we got nothing going on next week, rather than uh, cram uh, 30 teams into one, we're going to do uh, National League this week and American League next week. But before we do, I would like to quickly discuss some of the football signings, some of the QB signings that have gone on uh, over the last couple of days, Craig, since we are first and foremost football guys on this uh, on this uh, podcast. So first up, Derek Carr. Uh, hundred million guaranteed over. Wow, however many years, I don't know how they're going to make this cap. It it's, work with it's essentially a two-year deal. It's essentially a two-year deal with an option for years three and four. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's structured in a very classic Saints way, where they're probably going to be paying him long after he's not on the roster. But it's fine. Yeah. Um. It. I mean. Kudos to Carr, I guess, going from, uh, you know, a division with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert <laughs> to uh, probably a division Jimmy G. Where one has <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Where he's the only quarterback currently on a roster, which is pretty darn funny. Pretty, pretty, pretty silly. Like, uh, I don't know. Are, the Saints got to be, as of you and I having this conversation, the Saints have to be favored to win that division, right? Absolutely. I, I don't see how you would think anything else. The defense is still going to be good. Uh, you would think they'll be healthier this year. They were very, very injured this past season. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't see any logical argument for anyone but the Saints to be the favorite. However, we've still got a whole offseason left for the three other teams to address their quarterback position. Right. And here's the thing. Atlanta's plan seems to be, and we don't have to get too far into, well, maybe we do. I'd want to get to baseball, but Atlanta's plan seems to be we're going to see what Desmond Ritter is, give him a year and see what's up, which I think is a a reasonable plan, unless you have the opportunity to add Lamar Jackson for two first-round picks. Which yeah. they do, and they don't seem to want to do that. Yeah, because I do want to say, since you mentioned it, because basically the impetus for me doing this is I really did want to discuss the... Uh, what seems to be filthy, filthy collusion amongst the uh, I don't NFL understand how it's anything else. I was talking about this on the radio today. I was talking about yeah. this on the radio today. Uh, you have teams that spend decades, literal decades, looking for a franchise quarterback. One is available right now for two first-round picks and, what, 250-ish million guaranteed, or maybe a little less than that. Mm-hmm. And these teams could not quickly enough tell their beat writers, oh, we're not going to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. Teams like the Falcons, who they, they have not been looking for a franchise quarterback for decades. They just had one. Um, but teams like the Falcons saying, oh, no, we're out right away. Teams like the Panthers saying, oh, we're out right away. Teams like the Commanders, who have been looking for a franchise quarterback for, like, they were winning Super Bowl without franchise quarterbacks like they've just you know like they had rg3 for a year there and then things went bad uh, but they've just been looking and looking and looking and they are that quick to say hey yeah we're out we're not part of this i understand the snyder sale likely complicates this but i i just the fact that there were that many teams so quickly willing to say we're not going to be part of this 
it definitely makes it seem like the Ravens did the non-exclusive franchise tag, knowing full well that those teams would all bail very quickly and instantly shrink Lamar's market. That's how it seems. And I don't think it's personal against Lamar. I know some people are saying that. I think this is NFL owners getting together and saying, you don't want to do the guaranteed contract thing. Jimmy Haslam fucked us with the Deshaun Watson thing. We're drawing a line in the sand with this guy. We're not doing guaranteed contracts. And this gets into the nitty-gritty of the NFL CBA. But when the Raiders say, hey, we're not going to do this, well, that one makes at least some level of sense from the perspective of when you sign a guy to a guaranteed contract, you have to put that money in escrow and he gets paid out of there. So if you sign Lamar to a $200 million guaranteed contract, Mark Davis has to write a $200 million check that day. So I don't think he has that kind of liquid cash just based on what we know about Mark Davis. And I think that you could hypothetically say that about some of the other NFL owners and potentially Daniel Snyder as well, just based (laughs) on all the legal wranglings that he's currently in the midst of. However, I know David Tepper has $200 million in in, in cash in his couch cushions. So does Arthur Blank. So how does that explain the Falcons and Panthers, or well, reverse them, but the Panthers and Falcons respectively? The, that, the, that doesn't explain them. The, the Falcons thing absolutely blows my mind because, like, we all remember. You are that, Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Those guys look like they're great players. You can have yeah. a top five offense here if Lamar Jackson's on your team. Not only you that, can have a but top five offense. That city would go insane. We saw it with Michael Vick. That city would go insane with a black quarterback of that talent in, at, like, he would at, the, be at the, the helm highest of that roster. NFL jersey. By would be the mile. highest NFL jersey by a mile yeah. in 2023 if he went yeah. and played for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. It, like, I do that, not understand. And, and look, hey, maybe they love Desmond Ritter. Maybe they think Desmond Ritter has a chance to be real good, so they're like, well, we'll keep our draft picks. I, I, I don't know if I necessarily believe you. I, I, I like Desmond Ritter. I get it. I, I actually think Desmond Ritter has a chance to be a decent NFL quarterback, but the man is not going to be Lamar Jackson. It's no, not going to happen. That's not. Uh, Daniel Jones, the New York Giants, four years, $150 million guaranteed. Uh, as the Waco kid once said, Craig, good luck! <laughs> I, I just, that's, that's all I got I, to say I about that. <laughs> it's a lot of guaranteed money for Daniel Jones. It's a lot of guaranteed money for Daniel Jones. And I just don't understand. If you have Daniel Jones at like a 40-ish million dollar cap hit, Roughly, and I don't even know if we have the overall uh, the overall breakdown for Daniel Jones. But if it's roughly that, what kind of football team do you have? Oh, over the cap does have it. Over the yeah. cap does have it. Uh, this ha- it, they have it as the ninth biggest quarterback contract. I, I Daniel leg- Jones, I don't think it, he is not the ninth best quarterback. No, I'm sorry, I, but he's- I, leg- I legitimately think. I don't know. The, the ceiling for Daniel Jones might be what we saw last year, which is make the playoffs on the yep. strength of a, but lo- a, a lot of luck. A lot of yes. luck. So here, here are the cap numbers for this. $19 million as a cap number for 23. $45 million for 2024. And that, that, like they're paying that. There's no out on that. In 2025, the cap number is $39 million, mm. which they will likely pay. The dead money on that, if they want to get out in 2025, is $18 million. So that's a big chunk of change if you want to walk away from that. In 2026, they can walk away 
uh, from a fifty-six five-six million dollar cap hit with nine million bucks in dead money. So, you know, the thing about the Derek Carr one is they've got an out after year three. This one has an out after year three too, but a Carr is a better quarterback, and B Carr got less money than this. Well, Carr is younger, but he's better and he got less money than this. So I don't understand this relative to NFL team building. And we've seen a lot of examples of this is if you're paying top of the market quarterback money and in 2024, they will be. And you don't have a top of the market quarterback. That's a real problem. Like that makes it really hard to build a good team. And the Giants have locked themselves into that. And one of the arguments is, well, they did this so they can franchise Saquon Barkley. Okay, like you get Saquon Barkley back for a year, and I guess that's all right. But I just would have franchised Jones at $35 million this year. And unfortunately, you've got to let Barkley go. and 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 Or at the very least, test the market. Maybe you can still resign him, but at the very least, Barkley gets to test the market. Uh, but I don't understand why you would, instead of just going year to year with Jones on the franchise tag, and you can, again, you have him for $35 million bucks this year if you want, uh, $35 million ish once we get everything settled here. Uh, they instead decided to, instead of sending $35 million, they decided to spend, you know, 90 That's a lot of money. All fully guaranteed is 82 But the guy, he's going to get $90 million, barring something very strange. Yeah. That's a lot uh, of money. It is a lot of money. Good, like and I said. He gets that luck. $90 million even if he doesn't play very well. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that's just locked in there. So I think that you are really putting a ceiling on your roster. I understand the pay the veteran quarterback this type of money because we don't have a lot of other options. I get that. Like Minnesota has done that with, with Cousins. And, you know, San Francisco had that for a little bit with, with, with Garoppolo. They've, they're obviously going to move on from him now. Um, the Rams had that for a little bit with Jared Goff. And, hey, they got to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Uh, Daniel Jones is not as good as any of the guys I've just mentioned. No. Like, Daniel, like, it, like Pierce, you are a fan of the Detroit Lions. Sure. Take Capitz out of it. Take Capitz out of it. Would you trade Jared Goff for Daniel Jones for this coming season? I would trade Daniel Jones's legs and put them on Jared Goff's upper body. That would be. That's that would be, not. <laughs> unfortunately, we can't do that. But to, to answer your question straight up, no, no, I would not. Uh, yeah, I would not I, I, I don't, for I don't Daniel think Jones. you have to spend much time thinking about that. No. And like people say, oh, J- Jones is this young guy. He's like two years younger than Jared Goff. Jared Goff came <laughs> into the league very young. He's twenty-eight. Daniel Jones is twenty-six. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, no, you just. It's it's and, and and the Lions cap it on Goff by the way this year is like twenty million bucks. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, we're getting into the Jared Goff's contract ain't so terrible anymore part of uh yep. part of the deal, right? So mm-hmm. Yep, we are. Uh yeah. so therefore, like even taking court you take contracts out of it. I, I would rather have Goff. They're making the exact number of dollars I'd rather have Goff. Yeah, because Goff... The Lions the, are getting Goff, the Lions yeah, are getting the, Goff at a discount. Yeah, and the Lions are going to be... Because with, with uh, you know, uh, the Alabama... For a full year of Williams, the Alabama receiver next year, they're going to move the ball downfield, and, and Goff can move the ball down... Can get the ball downfield yeah. better than, than Jones can, right? So... So, the next two years from the, from the Giants, Daniel Jones is going to make... 
70 million dollars jared goff is getting 60 from the lions and the lions can walk away in 2024 if that's something they decide they want to do for five million dollars in dead money man which is nothing but like yeah no that's fine but daniel jones is locked in for like 70 something million like that's that's just not a world i would want to live in yeah. Uh, last QB to discuss, and then we'll uh, get on to the National League. Uh, it seems like Aaron Rodgers to the Jets seems to be a fait accompli at this point. Uh, earlier in the day, the Jets uh, Super Bowl odds dropped from 120 to one all the way to 20 to one. So I would say that's a pretty good, pretty massive indicator of uh, somebody having some inside information that, like, we, we all know he's visiting, but the fact that they dropped at 100 points would would suggest to me that this is this is something that's about to to happen and if and here's Aaron... the thing is this kind of like the end of the night and there's a guy and there's a girl mm-hmm. and they were both hoping to go home with someone they're looking around the bar and mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of folks left and they're like well you know let, let, this is my best option let's do yeah it. and this Doesn't is yeah like the situation for both of these parties and hey, if the Jets like we've seen it before, like the the, the, the careers of Favre and Rodgers are very much like they, they like the the trajectory is basically a, a straight line, uh, or not a straight line, but the, the they're the overlay of the trajectory is very similar, uh, right to right along to heading to the Jets after uh, after Green Bay. But well, we'll if see the Jets go in Minnesota for Rodgers in two years, I guess yeah. But if the Jets uh, get a pissed off, angry, engaged Aaron Rodgers. That was the, you know, like three year, like uh, just one year removed from back-to-back MVPs. That's a very dangerous, uh, very dangerous squad with, with the way those rookies emerged last year. Yeah. And on your roster already is Garrett Wilson. Looks like he might be a star. Yeah. And on roster, like now maybe Elijah Moore goes back to green Bay and this thing, if I'm, if I'm the Packers, that's something I'm trying to make happen. Yeah. Uh, but you've got Elijah Moore who I think has been underutilized and like, doesn't he just see like, he's kind of this small shifty guy, but he can kind of win on the outside sometimes. Like this is the type of guy that Aaron Rodgers has had a lot of success with before. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. So I think that he could have a lot of success with Elijah Moore. Um, and you've got Brees Hall coming back. Like, yeah. and you've got some pretty good guys along that offensive line as well. And we'll see what happens with the Becton situation. And they may have some decisions to make a tackle. But uh, that offense with Rodgers, a quarterback, had, would have a chance to be very, very good. The defense, you would think, is going to take a step back. They probably got some free agents. But that offense would be as good as anyone's, you would suspect. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's move into some baseball. Uh, so, like I said, this week we're going to do the uh, the National League. And what the hell, what do you say we go and do this by division, starting with a few bangers in the NL East off the hop. Uh, first up, the Philadelphia Phillies, Craig, who have made the World Series last year. Came, you know, a little bit of a surprise. I thought they... I thought they uh, I think I bet on their under last year, and uh, they, they I think very everyone much knew through. they'd be able to hit. I bet on their under because yeah. I thought they wouldn't be able to field the ball. And mm-hmm. I was right. Uh, yeah. But it just, <laughs> during the playoffs, it didn't matter all that much. <laughs> yeah, and actually, before we even get to the Phillies, we should mention, hey, there's a few significant rule changes uh, to Major League Baseball this year that, that we haven't discussed on this podcast. Uh, pitch clock in. And man, the pitch clock is is legitimately shaving like twenty five to thirty minutes off of uh, baseball games right Bad now. Bad yeah, needed. I know some people. Don't I don't understand why baseball games should not be three and a half hours long. No, they and we they should sure get to the shouldn't. point where that was kind of like 
the standard thing. And we've talked about this before in this podcast. Whereas like when you look at like the effect that analytics has had on playing the sport, basketball goes into the analytics bag and it's like, oh, threes and dunks only. We should pretend like it's NBA jam. Well, yeah. Pretty entertaining. Hockey yeah. goes the bag, like high tempo stuff all the time, guys yeah. that can move the puck. Oh, that's pretty entertaining. Football. Always go for it on fourth down. You should pass yeah. the ball all the time. That's great. Baseball. Yeah. Change relief constantly. Yeah. Change. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Shift oh, guys yeah. all over the place yeah. so that hits never yeah. ever happen. Player bad. Try to try to avoid that. And it's just like, wait a minute. Like of yeah. the four major North American sports, like they really got the short end of the stick as far as what analytics has done to the quality of uh, quality sure of the product, haven't they? Yeah, so you sure have did. To, you have to make some some decisions if you're running the game, and I think this is a good one. Yeah, sure. It sure is. The the bigger bases, I don't quite understand what that's going to do. And I, I definitely got fooled. I don't I don't get tricked by too many things on the internet, but I definitely got fooled by some of those early photos where they were like, they're like, here's what the base used to look like, and here's what it looks like now, and it looked like they basically had a pizza box on the corners of the game, and I was like, is I'm like, is that seriously what, what it is? is? Gonna do is if you can get it, you can get your hand into the bag a half mm-hmm. a second quicker because the base is bigger. Yeah. you're going to try to steal more often. Yes, That's exactly. That is going to happen here. Which, yeah, I'm hoping it does. And they and they don't actually look like pizza boxes. I'm like, oh, yeah. you don't need to really steal bases all that much. Like, oh wait no, a minute, it... that was pretty exciting when people were to steal bases. That's a good part of this. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. I get it. Like we're trying to win baseball games here. I understand that, but. A lot of the what analytics did to baseball was stuff that would make it less entertaining, less fun to watch Mm -hmm. from the perspective of the average fan. So there you go. Absolutely. The only thing they stopped. Yeah. The only thing analytics came in and said, yeah, don't do this anymore. And everybody should have collectively went, oh, yeah, that makes sense is when they were basically like, hey, you know what we should never do? Bunt. (laughs) Yeah. Bunting is fine. so stupid. Like getting out on purpose is not exciting. That's a good no. One. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's completely yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, and and here's the th- I understand why it says try not to steal so much. I understand why it says take a ton of pitches. I understand mm-hmm. why it says change relievers all the time. I get. Yeah. I I understand why it says those things. And it, from a from a strategic perspective, it makes sense. But those things are not good for the pr- perspective of making the product entertaining. We yeah. live in a world where there are people who are getting into their 30s, it'll be almost 30 now, that live on the East Coast that have never seen a World Series game end before 11.30. Well, not never, but you know what I mean. It's rare. It's rare. Is that what we want? And like Yankees, Red Sox, regular season games taking over four hours and stuff like that. It's just... We can't can't have that. We can't have that. I wonder if they'll ditch the clock... I wonder if they'll ditch the pitching clock in the not this year, but I wonder if in future years they'll ditch the the, the pitching clock in like the playoffs or something like that for the for the majesty of the uh, the slope. But I mean, I like, get, I understand that. It's like you have like the build up and the the tension that's part of playoff baseball. I understand yeah. that. However, I think that you're getting into a weird headspace there when you play 162. When okay, the pitch's got to be off by now, and then all of a sudden that's not the case. I think you're messing with pitchers and batters Fair. that way, and I just don't know if that's yeah. Like, we'll see. Maybe that is. I'm not ruling it out. I just think that you would you would get some pushback from the perspective of you know muscle memory and and things along those lines. Mm-hmm. You're just everyone's used to something, and then all of a sudden they're not. 
but my God for that Wandy Peralta, like 14 second strike, three pitch strikeout in uh, spring training that happened. I was just like, yes, yes, please. Like, I don't know if you saw that, but Peralta, yeah, just three pitches, 14 yeah. seconds total, strikeout well, on to the next <laughs> inning. And, and we cheer for the Blue Jays. You know who was really fun to watch pitch? Roy Halladay. You want to yeah. know why? Because <laughs> he got guys out a lot. And B, yeah. he would just get the ball back and be like, all right, let's go. You know, yeah. there was no waiting around. It was, I'm throwing this now. So if you're ready, great. If you're not, big deal. Yeah, because um, uh, I was at the J, one of the what? shortest games in Jay's history where it was like a 2-1 game between Halladay and I think it was Josh Beckett pitching for the Red Sox. Yeah. And the game was like an hour and a half. And Beckett and yeah, I was, uh, Beckett I was Halliday, a, I was like Halliday. I was at a Roy Halliday versus Zach Greinke start, and I was out of there before 9 o'clock. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah, that's a yeah. great one for sure. It was, it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday 7 p.m. start. And those two guys both finished the game. There wasn't a pitching change. And yeah. they both just went. And, like, the Jays, it was, like, I think 3-1 Jays. And two of the Jays' three runs were solo homers. And it just, like, both those mm-hmm. guys were just mowing people down. Yeah. That was really fun to watch. Yeah, that and that's, really what they're hoping, yeah. that's what they're hoping yeah. to get back to uh, for sure. Uh, they banned the shift is the other big one. Um, I... <laughs> Ah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about this. It's. It, I. I feel like guys are going to be on the move anyway because the way the. So I don't know if the shift is going to be in actuality, out of the game. I think what you're just going to see because basically it's going to be you got to have both your infielders on either side of second base, right? Um. So I think what you're going to see is guys are going to be standing on top of second base and then heading to the right or the left side as soon as the ball's in delivery. Um, so the shift might Which is not fine. be... Infielders moving weird stuff can happen with that happen. Here's the thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't think the shift one was necessary. I Me really neither. Because I just um, thought that was good defense, to be honest, which I know is yeah, not sexy, like, but... Yeah. Like, and, and, like, you know, you get nine guys, and you can put those yeah. nine guys wherever you want. Yeah, you have, exactly. You have nine infielders, that's fine. You can have nine infielders. That's yeah. a poor strategy, but you can. One. Yeah. But to me, you get nine guys. Yeah. One of them has to catch, and one of them has to pitch. The rest are up to you. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't like that one as much, but it's 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 that's not something you lose any sleep over. No, exactly. That's why I'm not. Yeah, I just to me it, it was reminiscent of uh, when the Devils made hockey so boring in the early 2000s, and they were like, let's have this dumb trapezoid behind the net or whatever, and goalies can't play the pucks in the corners anymore. That way, you know, Marty Brodeur can't get the puck in the corner and then fire it around the ice to his, def- you know, yep. around the boards to his defenders. And therefore, you know, we can have better than 2-1 hockey games all the time, right, where both teams combine for 22 shots over the course of three periods, right? Yeah. So I get that. To me, it's 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 similar to that, but I the shift was just never – it was never something that ruined the game or made it boring to me. But, like, the pitch clock thing is – very necessary, very necessary. All right, so here we go. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies made the World Series last year. Very good. I mean, most of their guys coming back, they bring in Trey Turner and Schwarber and uh, in free agency. Well, it's, Schwarber's back. But... Schwarber's back, sorry, right. Well, I guess technically he was on Boston yeah, he's or agent. whatever. Yeah. Um, I it, it, A lot of good stuff. I got to say... I'm on. They opened up at 88 and a half. It's now 89 and a half. 
I So you're betting on whether or not they crack 90 wins, basically. I think this is a playoff team, but I'm on the under here. This is one of my this is one of my major bets here. Is I, I think I'm on the under. I think the, uh, yeah, but I do think it's going to be close. I think the Phillies finish mid to high 80s. I don't think they crack 90 though, uh, and they do make the playoffs because Major League Baseball has you know they expanded the playoffs yet again. So I do think this is a playoff team. Don't think they crack 90 wins, but I do think much like last year, once they get in the playoffs, this is a team that is. Like I, they're, it's so weird because I see them as more of a playoff team than a regular season team because they don't have a ton of depth for 162 games. But get them in a seven game series and they have the stars that can rise to the occasion and they can beat anybody in a in a five game or seven game series to me with the names here. But they just don't have the depth to grind out uh, 90 wins in a 162 game uh, win season. So that's weird for me to say because I'm gonna like bet I'm gonna bet their like season win total under but i'm also gonna have like the phillies do well in the playoffs futures and stuff like that so that's that's a weird uh line for me to draw but that's the one i'm drawing what what say you craig with the uh the current 89 and a half on the philadelphia phillies uh i am leaning to the over but i'm not passionate about it Mm -hmm. i they're it's just a good team it's a good baseball team and they've got a bunch of good players and they've added one of the best players in Trey Turner. Um, now, obviously, the Harper situation is something worth monitoring. And we'll see how much of the season Bryce Harper is going to play. Uh, but I, I think that this is a team that you're going to want going forward here. They've got a cup. They've got some good pitching. They've added to their bullpen. The bullpen was a bit of a problem for them last year. Um, he's... I... I, I I, they're better in the places where they were having a hard time last year. Uh, center field defense is a problem for them last year. Brandon Marsh is back, and uh, he's going to be able to to solidify that spot. I I think that we're going to see a team that's a lot closer to the second half Phillies team than we did the first half Phillies team. Yeah, I just I like I said I I think this is a playoff team. I really and truly do. But are are they? They're they're not going to win as many games to me as. The Braves or the Mets. The Nationals are going to be dreadful. And I like the Marlins. I think the Marlins are going to be frisky this year. So not make the playoffs frisky, but maybe their win total over frisky. But, um, uh, yeah, I just I, I don't see the Phillies cracking 90 wins. But they're still going to be in the playoffs. And when they get in the playoffs, I truly believe they can beat any team in Major League Baseball in, in, a, in a playoff series once they get there. Because they have the star power to do so. So... Yeah, so that's well, that's how we'll I see. feel. Yeah, that's how I feel about the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, that is going to be one of my big ones, though, is the Phillies under 89.5 wins. Uh, next up, the Washington Nationals, Craig, with a win total that I would never thought I would see in my life. Uh, opened up at 59.5, Craig. 59, there is a Major League Baseball team that was given less than 60, opened up with less than 60 wins. I never thought we would see that in our lifetime. Uh, They did get one more win total up to 60 and a half. Now, this is a situation here where I'm staring at their, like I'm staring at their, their win total right now, or not their win total. I'm staring at this lineup and holy guac. Craig, this is this is something to behold. I don't know how this happened. Um, 
the rotation is oh god like patrick corbin is gonna be their ace Ugh. this is this is bad that said uh we mention this every year if you're new to this podcast they're trying to lose but if you're new to this podcast we have a little rule called the 60 60 rule here on on the crossover podcast the 60 60 rule states that in baseball you can put together the most of the time this is not 100 percent of the time but this this goes at like a 90 plus ish percent clip in throughout baseball history that if you build the best roster you could possibly build in baseball, you're still probably going to lose about 60 games because that's just the way baseball works. And conversely, if you build the worst, shittiest roster, which it looks like the Nationals have done. Uh, They've at least made you're, a at it. Yeah, <laughs> you're still going to win about 60-ish games. Now, there are exceptions. We've seen teams win only win 50 games. We saw a Dodgers team last year only win about, only lose about 50-ish some odd games. Um, so there are exceptions to the rules. And this rule's getting a little, has gotten a little bit more wonky over the last few years with teams really has purposely tanking. trying to lose in baseball. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Since tanking has increased in baseball. Wasn't really a thing as much in baseball before because of the way, just the way the draft in baseball works, uh, conversely to the other three North American leagues. But it is getting far more prevalent. The Washington Nationals, with the names I'm staring at on this page, Craig, you either have one of two options. I recommend option one. Option one to me is either completely stay away from this team whatsoever or hold your nose and take the over because you're not betting the under on a team that is given 59 and a half wins. You're just not. Oh, I agree with that. Like, you can't. It's, yeah. just, it's just it's not enough wins. It's not enough wins. You, you're leaving yourself very little buffer if anything goes right anything so yeah. i'm uh i'm 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 taking the over here um yeah i think you have to i just i like the, the team is bad but i'm still taking and look they're in a good division everyone else in this division should be okay at least the marlin should be at least competitive um but i'm still taking the over here because it's just such a small number especially if you get that 59 and a half jeez yeah look at <laughs> you're not you're not I... taking the over on 59 wins you're taking the under on 103 losses yeah, <laughs> that's that a good way to look at it. That better about the situation. You're digging the under on 103 losses. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's one way to look at it for sure. All right, uh, next up, a team that uh, right now has the second best uh, World Series odds. Uh, Zips has them projected to win about 101 games, Craig. Woo, woo, I don't know about that. Uh, the Nine Mets. Uh, currently, uh, they opened up at 95 and a half. They are currently 94 and a half, uh, uh, on most places. But I think you can find, uh, if you do some digging, you can find the, uh, the 95 and a half. Um, I mean, it's a hell of, it's a hell of a team. They, they obviously bring in, uh, some big name free agents. They missed out on, uh, Carlos Correa, unfortunately, who they, uh, did have signed, but then didn't have signed. They add Justin Verlander, you know, one of who won me. Signed Carlos Correa this offseason. That's true, yeah. And then he didn't end up going anywhere. But yeah, he's, he's still there. Ten, uh, they bring 10% in Ver- of Major League teams got Carlos Correa's <laughs> signature on a contract this offseason. That's true. Um, they, uh, 
you know, they bring in Furlander, uh, reuniting the old Detroit, <laughs> the old Furlander Scherzer Detroit uh, duo. They have the closer with the best entrance in baseball. Um, they're going to win a lot of games. I, I have them under, Craig. I have them going under 95 and a half. I, I, I don't see them cracking this 100. I just think that they're too old. Uh, I, I, I think this rotation is good, but I mean, they're, they're one, they're not super duper deep and we're relying on 40 year old Justin Verlander and 40 year old Max Scherzer to give us 30 ish starts again. Um, I think it's I think it's gonna be a little bit tough. I do think this is a team like they're gonna be a playoff team again, but and the Mets, you know, historically, whenever they have uh, expectations have kind of underdelivered. I, I have them winning low nineties. It's gonna be close. I do, I don't see them cracking uh, mid to high nineties as their their projections are given. What say you? I, I think I'm in the same boat there. Uh... It doesn't take a lot for that to to go wrong, for that to be something that doesn't hit. And look, they've they, they they've they've got a lot of great players on this team. They do, and they're going to get very much above average production at shortstop. They're going to get above average production at second base. They're going to get that at first base. They're going to get that uh, certainly in, in in center field. So like they're they're going to be able to score runs, which is good. They are should be able to prevent runs. But as you point out. After the two older guys at the top of the rotation, it should put up elite results because they often do if they're healthy. Then all of a sudden you're relying on Jose Quintana, who knows how that's going to go. Carlos Carrasco, who knows how that's going to go. Kodai Senga, which, you know, like, you know, we hear about this ghost pitch and all this great stuff. Cool. <laughs> yeah. The what we've seen, though, in the, the practice of the results of guys coming over from Japan, uh, there's a mixed bag there. Right. So, yeah. There, there, there are ways this can go wrong. I, I, I prefer the under if I'm taking one here. I don't love it, but I prefer the under. Yeah, I mean, the last guy who, the last Japanese guy who came over and claimed to have some sort of weird pitch was pretty mid at best for the Boston Red Sox. So, uh, so there's that. Uh, and this, this next... guy isn't even going to hit 40 home runs while also pitching. So, like, whatever. <laughs> no, I, no, Otani did that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm talking about who is the guy? No, no, no. Uh, who I had know, the... I just... I'm just joking about Japanese pitchers coming over, but yeah, fair uh, enough. Yeah, also yeah. not yeah, not adding forty <laughs> to the lineup. Yeah, that's that's hit forty that's home for runs. Sure. Forget it. That's what I would say. Uh, yeah, who was the yeah, guy? Just, that, hey, Dice hey, K, hey, right? Hey, it was Dice K who had like some gyro ball or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, and that like he was you know in and out of health. He had some good years, some bad years. Yeah, he was um, a nibbler though. He was a big yeah, time nibbler. Uh, yeah. I will say this. There are there's a world where the Mets win like 103, 104, 105 baseball games. Like that world exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If everything goes right. I just think that you're depending on a lot going your way if you want them at 95, 96 wins. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. Uh, next up, the Atlanta Braves uh, won the World Series a couple years ago. Uh, had a pretty good playoff run last year. Good season. Uh, Zips has them at 101 wins, Craig. And this this one I'm more apt to believe uh, than the Mets. Uh, win total for the uh, for the Braves right now uh, open up at 94 and a half. It's currently 95 and a half in most places. Um, we don't often recommend taking the teams with the high 90s in on the crossover podcast just because so much can go wrong over the course of 162. Uh, but every once in a while we dust off an over, and I think I'm going to dust off. I think I'm going to dust off a high over for this Atlanta Braves team because uh, I'm just looking at this. 
Because, I mean, they did, they, they won over 100 games last year and barely had uh, Ronald Acuna uh, playing for them last year. Uh, this year he's back and he's healthy. I really like this lineup. Uh, you know, they, they even added a couple of pieces that I like. Like, and I, like Sean Murphy, I think, is going to help them, not necessarily at the plate, but behind the plate for sure. Uh, this rotation is... So it's, that's, it's it's pretty stacked. It's a, it's a stacked rotation. I like this team. Uh, I'm going to go over on the Braves. I don't I don't often do this, but I'm going over on the Braves at 95 and a half. What do you think? There's a lot of reason to like it, isn't there? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say under just because it's it's yeah. too big a number. Like, and here's the thing with that number is you are one. Oh yeah, a few guys in the bullpen had a rough month away from just it's not true. hitting it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, it's tough. You're you're running on some, some some thin margins there, so that's why I'm going to say the under. I get why you say that because they're just they're they're deep everywhere. They're going to score a bunch of runs. They have some really good pitchers, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm just um, I, I I don't know if I'm going to be uh, going to be super into taking a line that's that high. I but like man, their like prospect. They, they, I... all, they got all stars in right field, third base, yeah. center field, catcher, first base, second base. Like they they have got a lot of really good players in this team, and their prospect pool is still deep enough that I think they can make a deal maybe and get somebody oh, yeah. else if they're if they can go get someone. So I I, I just I, I really like like I said we don't do it that often with the teams given ninety given mid nineties as the over total because it's just not profitable in the long run. But I think this is one where we can we can dust off and over for the for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, last team. And this is, honestly, other than the Toronto Blue Jays, this might be the team, weirdly enough, Craig, that I watch the most because I think they're fun as hell. I think they're frisky. I really like certain guys. I got a big bet on Jazz Chisholm at 20-1 to to win the stolen base crown this year. I think with the bigger bases, that man will be taking off. Luis Arise, I had on on the fantasy baseball team in our baseball league last year when he was with the Mets, won the batting title. Not only did he win the batting title, but he was also a guy who lost a lot of uh, easy singles and stuff to the shift. The shift is gone, so Arise could maybe hit over 300, could easily hit over 300, yeah. maybe maybe go 3-3-3, the Vaunted 3 for th- like 3-3-3 that we don't see often these days. Uh, there's just a lot of fun stuff. I love Sandy Alicantra. He's one of, honestly, you know, they bring in Johnny Cueto to kind of, as like the veteran guy to kind of eat innings and whatnot for them. This is not a team. They're they're not going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be very very fun, very frisky. The Miami Marlins over is one of my favorite overs. I got it at the seventy two and a half. The Sharps hammered the seventy two and a half over Craig. They're now sitting at seventy six and a half at most books. So that's a four win swing on the Miami Marlins. So unfortunately, you're not getting the best of the number on the Miami Marlins anymore. Seventy six is a little bit more risky to me because if you're if you're Saying that, you're thinking maybe this team can crack 80 wins. It's going to be tough in this division, but I really like this Miami Marlins team. Um, they're about a year or two. I think they're a year or two away from making the playoffs, but, man, is this a fun squad. It is fun. He, I, I generally agree with you, and, and I, I would take the over I'm taking it here, but I don't love it from this perspective. I don't trust the organization. That that's a fair say. That's a fair point. Just from sure the perspective is. of like, 
you know, if all the like, if you've got their over on seventy six, and, and you, you never know when weird stuff happens, and you're like, and, and it get, gets into June, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm hearing the Marlins might trade Alcantara. Yeah, all of a sudden Alcantara is on the Yankees or yeah. something, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So like, you know, I, I'm not saying that will happen. It's just something where it's like, you know, do I trust this team to actually continue to to progress and build towards being good? and not have something go completely off the rails. So, again, if I'm taking one, I'm taking the over. I just don't know if it's one that I love. Yeah, I I, I do. I'm enamored with the over. Because I, while I do agree that that is very much something that could that could happen, uh, Craig, that this, this organization is uh, appalling at times, uh, I, I do believe that this is not the year where they're going to do this. I might look out for that sort of thing next season. Although next season, I think they're, they they might be in the mix for the playoffs and stuff. They're, they're, they're a year or two away, but you are 100% right that, um, you know, they could still be like, they could be like 30 and 30, 60 games in or something. And, and we'd be sitting there thinking, this is great. And then all of a sudden they just start chucking pieces off their roster. Right. That would, that would make me very sad. That would make me very, very sad. But I, I do love this Marlins yeah. over. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of my big bets. All right, moving on to the NL Central. And first up is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates uh, opened up at 64 and a half, and the Sharps and some guy named Matt Pierce uh, got on the over, and they pushed the over a little bit on this one too. The Pirates are sitting at 67 and a half. I really like this team. Uh Andrew McCutcheon back home. Uh, O'Neill Cruz, one of the best young guys in baseball to watch. Uh, I, I think I think he's going to be great. And uh, if he takes a few, if he starts, you know, getting away from that pitch clock thing, if he starts taking a few more pitches, he, he we're, we're, we're talking super duper star for O'Neill Cruz, the man who has like the fastest thrown ball and the fastest and like the hardest hit home run or something like that in the history of the game. Uh, I, I just. It's a solid roster. It's better than they what they've put out the last few years. And by solid, I mean they're not going to be as much of an embarrassment as it's been the last couple of years. I really like the Pirates over. I think they're going to be around 70 wins. They're not going to be challenging for a playoffs. But I think the vo- overall vibes of this team are a lot better this year than they have been in the last like four or five years. Uh, what do you think on the Pittsburgh Pirates? Well, here's a take. Ronzi Contreras, Mitch Kelly, JT Brubaker, Rich Hill, <laughs> Louis Those are, in order of wins above replacement, the uh, projected by the, the, the folks over at Fangraphs, the five starting pitchers that we're going to see for the Pittsburgh Pirates this season. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great. Like, that, that, that's, like, it's not what you want. No, there's the rub for sure. There's the rub. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think they'll be able they'll score more than they did last year. They've they've got some guys that are going to improve there. We'll see how happy Brian Reynolds is to be back in Pittsburgh. He mm-hmm. said he did not want to be part of this franchise yeah. anymore, which is entirely understandable. Um, we'll see how happy everyone is in the clubhouse and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But you know, Reynolds and Cruz and Brian Hayes, like it's it's you know, good group mm-hmm. like i yeah. you, you know they should be able to to score some runs off of that and then you have the vibes signing of andrew mccutcheon which is a good vibe signing of course like there, there's a mm-hmm. lot to like but i just don't know he if shouldn't be hitting pitches. third though he should not be hitting third though in 2023 well, and I, andrew I, McCutcheon. Yeah, entirely yeah but that's that's not the world the pirates are living in is it 
No. Uh, but like I said, now when I when I say I like this team, though, Craig, don't get it twisted. I liked them for 70 wins. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like them for, like, no, I, like I, when I, I don't yeah, know if right. I like them for 70 wins, you know? Fair. The, the one yeah. thing I do like about them is that I am down on most of the rest of this division. So yes. That, and that, that's, that. that's another thing where I think that they're, like, where I think that they're going to be, uh, I, I, I think they're going to be, they're going to have wins available for them because I do think there's only one and a half good teams in this division, right? So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Zips has the Pirates around 62 wins, and that's uh, that would be bad for me <laughs> if Zips is correct yeah. on that. And one. I think that's uh, right. I, I do. I do think yeah. 62 is like I just I just look at the pitching and think to myself, 70. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking of a team, well, we talked about how there's some good vibes in uh, Pittsburgh. Here's a team that's not giving off good vibes: the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, the Reds last year just one of the more embarrassing teams. Uh, they are currently giving off 64 and a half. Uh, they open up at 64 and a half. Little action on the over uh, for 65. Zips has them projected to to be with the Pirates around 62 wins as well. Uh, I'm looking around and I'm just seeing it's 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 an aging Joey Votto and his band of merry men, Craig. <laughs> like I, I don't I don't I don't I'm not seeing a lot here. I don't know what he is. It's just a lot of failed, a lot of guys that kind of didn't. Oh. you know your Will Myers, your 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 TJ Friedel and whatnot. Your your guys who were at one point were highly touted prospects and are now just kind of mid range. Uh, Major League Baseballers. Uh, is there a is there a book offering the Reds for the lowest win total amongst the thirty Major League teams? There's got to be somewhere. I don't have it on the top of my head right I don't now. Know but, I would or, like, yeah. love it. like I just want to see what the number is on it because okay. I think there are teams that may wind up being lower. And, and we we can look this up off pod. It's not going to be entertaining to to look it up now. But yeah, we like there's a chance this is the worst roster. That doesn't mean that they will win the least games. But there's a chance that this is the worst roster. Isn't there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. If I'm if I'm doing anything, because I like the Pirates a lot better than I like the uh, and, and this is the old division rule that we have uh, uh, where it's um, uh, if you like one team in one division, you should not like another team in the division. Theoretically, it doesn't always work out like that, but um, because I do like the Pirates and they're over, that's going to be mean liking the reds and they're under not one of my favorite bets but uh knife to my ribs on this one i'm definitely taking the under with the uh uh, i'm definitely taking the under with the uh with the cincinnati reds for sure oh uh yep i'm taking it uh next up the chicago cubs um not as good as they've been uh recently right now kind of a middling team uh the uh, win total projections have uh, stayed steady. It's, uh, they opened up at 75 and a half, or sorry, 77 and a half, and uh, they have stayed there uh, pretty much exclusively. Zips has uh, the Cubs at 74 wins, so that's uh, that that would be coming in the under if they if they nail that head on. Uh, lost a few guys off their off their roster. They bring in a lot of free agents uh, coming in uh, this year. We got well, you- uh, you know, I mean, some Swanson, re-signings. Obviously. Mancini's uh, Hosmer, in there. Mancini. Yeah, Hosmer, Mancini, uh, Bernhardt, and Bellinger uh, are, are, are okay. in now. So they're they're trying to be at least somewhat competitive, if you're making signs yeah. like that. Um, we'll see if that works out. 
because <laughs> uh, like Swanson's the only guy that you really like are locked into, right? Everyone else hypothetically could have been signed to be flipped in July. Um, but I, this team, uh, where would you stand on them versus the pirates? Like they're better than the pirates. I think. Yeah, they're, they're better than the pirates. I, I, I knife to my ribs. I, I would go under cause I, I legitimately think that they're, I think that I think them and the Pirates are both low seventies, which is why I like the Pirates over and they're under because they're theirs is high seventies. I think that both of those teams are, are going to be over over seventy wins, but um, the floor of the uh, Chicago Cubs is much higher than the than the Pittsburgh Pirates this season for sure. Like I, I think their I think their bottom end is is low seventies. I don't I don't see them like having like there's 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 too much veteran presence that they brought in on this team um, that they would just roll over and be like a sixty five win team if stuff started going wrong for them. Uh, problem with the clubs is, Cubs is I really don't like their I really don't like their rotation. Like they got I like uh, it more like than Pittsburgh. Fair, you got me there, like, but like you know, like. Marcus Stroman and Jamison Tyon are like... Tyon's another signing that we... Yeah. Those guys are major league pitchers. Drew Smiley, obviously there's some... But he's a major league pitcher. Yeah. The uh, worst worst regular season record, uh, by the way, the Cincinnati Reds are 8-1. Huh. Yeah, they got three teams ahead of them. I would have some consideration... Yeah, the Rockies. The Rockies are six to one. The Athletics and Nationals are both three to one, which makes sense because the Nationals and, and, uh, and yeah, I know. Na- yeah, the Nationals is probably the bet if you're. But the Reds yeah, at eight na- to one. I, I, I think about that. Yeah, that's that's worth a that's that's worth a, a, a unit. I think at least eight to one. That's worth that's worth a couple of units. Um, Cubs seventy-seven and a half. What say you, Craig? I'm gonna. I don't love it, but I'm gonna lean under. Yeah, I think I think so too. Uh, next up, the St. Louis Cardinals, who had a very good season last year. Uh, unfortunately for me, uh, they're projected to win this division. Zips has them at 93 wins. Uh, they're uh, where are they hide. They're hiding from me in my win totals thing here. Uh, Come on, St. Louis, where are you at? Uh, ah, there they are. Uh, currently sitting at, uh, they open up at 89 and a half. They are still sitting at 89 and a half. So the question for you is, will the St. Louis Cardinals crack 90 plus wins uh, this season? It's a pretty darn good roster. Uh, it, it Basically, it's the exact same ro- roster they had last year, except they bring in Will Contreras from free agency. Uh, I... I you know they're, they're they're still kicking out there with Adam Rainwhite and Jordan Montgomery. I like this team. I I think they're uh, but ninety wins for me it, uh, has has the Cardinals at at a bit of a stay away for me because I'm because if they do crack that ninety, I agree with Zips that it's only going to be slightly. But um, I think if you're betting the Cardinals, just bet them to win this division. And uh, as opposed to risking the win total, that's that's what I say, uh, or that's my recommendation. What do you think about the St. Louis Cardinals, Craig? I'm under. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I know they they add Contreras to replace Molina, and that's fine. They've got the two superstars on either side of the infield. I just I, I don't know. Like, I have some questions about about the pitching. Of course, they will score a bunch of runs, but I I just don't know if I'm sold necessarily on a pitching staff with you know. What are we getting out of Stephen Matz? What are we getting out of Jack Flaherty? Like, is Jordan Montgomery the best guy? Like, I, I know that Mickelson went on, but the still, it just, I, I, I have some questions about the starting pitching. Uh, that I just, I, I, I don't know if I, if I want to go with the over here. I, I'm thinking under for me. I think this division gets a little bit bunched up, and there's a team that we're about to talk about who uh, I like a little bit more, even though they're a little bit in disarray right now. So. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm recommending the the over too, which is why I said if you're gonna do it, bet them to win the bet, like legitimately do what I said. Bet them to win the division if you think they're gonna get away yeah. with it, because the mon- the money's gonna be a little bit better there than rather That's than w- risk the win total. I can see them winning the, win the division, winning 88 games. Yeah. That's on the table. Mm-hmm. Here. Yeah. So yeah, so, just bet them to win the division. That's the move with the curve. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't say. don't don't risk them cracking eighty games. Yeah, or cracking 90, 90 wins. That's that's the best move. Uh, last team and perhaps the best team, although uh, Zips has them projected uh, to be at the second best uh, around the high eighties in the win total. The Milwaukee Brewers, uh, Craig, who who uh, have made some 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 signings. Uh, they bring in Contreras. They bring in Brian Anderson. Uh, a few guys in the rotation, Wade Miley to, to solidify the back end of that bullpen or back end of that rotation. Um, the rotation still looks good though, man, with, uh, yeah, you know, with Burns, Woodruff. Yeah. It, like the fact that you can bring in, you know, Wade Miley in 2023 and be like, Hey, fifth starter, Wade. <laughs> like that's, that's a good spot. Uh, the Brewers win total, uh, opened up at 84 and a half, uh, moved up a game to 85 and a half. Uh, I, I, I like the Brewers over and, um, much like I said with the, uh, I, I think, I think the money in this, I, I like, I have a lot of the bets on the Brewers that are similar to the Cardinals. Uh, although I do like the Brewers, uh, win total over more than I like the Brewers, uh, or, or sorry, I do like the Brewers win total over more than I like the Cardinals. I think, I think the 84 and a half is a little bit sweeter than, uh, than the Cardinals. Uh, I also think you should be betting the Brewers to win the division because there's some juice to be made there. So that's that's where I'm I, I like over and few... yeah, like it sounds like it. Your pitching is going to be better. Yes, sure is. Bullpen might be sussy this year though. To uh, yeah, pass. Uh, we'll bull... see what Devin Williams is all about. Uh, but yes, yeah. I, I I would agree with that. Uh, but you know maybe this is it, this could easily be a year where things sync up for the bullpen because that happens randomly from time to time. And when you're talking about an over under total like this, you don't need it to be that great. You know what I mean? It's not like we're talking about oh yeah they've got to win a hundred games. We're we're, we're yeah. going a little less. Than that. that is precisely true. But uh, it turns it but uh, the crossover podcast is high on uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, that sends us to the third and final division of the National League. The National League West, uh, starting us off, are the San Francisco Giants, who are sitting at uh, 78 and a half. 
Sorry, they opened up at 78.5. They're currently sitting at 80.5. So some sharp money in on the over for the Giants. Uh, Zips has the projected at 81 wins. So they're going to finish exactly 500 this season, according to the uh, the smart people over at uh, the player index. Um, the 78.5 was certainly more enticing to me for San Francisco as far as the over than the 80.5 is. Because um, I... I, I I think Zips and, and the projection people have this bang on that they're going to be right around 80, 81, 80. They're going to, like their range to me is between 78 and 82 wins. Um, so the fact that they've got it right around uh, 80 and a half right now has me uh, as the the San Francisco Giants as a pure uh, just the the definition of a stay away, Craig, despite the fact they've uh, made a couple of signings that I like. They bring in Hannigan and Fordo. I don't like this team's defense. Uh, scares the crap out of me. What are Sean Manaya and Ross Stripling at this part of our lives? I know that uh, Stripling was very decent for the Toronto Blue Jays last year. But, you know, was that the Jays pitching, uh, you know, the Jays uh, pitching co- pitcher coaches doing working their magic a little bit again? Maybe. Giants are the, the definition of, of a stay away for me this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the under. I just yeah, okay. There are some guys obviously that be some players team, but I just like what, what like you know you look at the the everyday position guys and you're just thinking to yourself, wait a minute, like how many of these guys are you know are are, are difference making players? What they really could have used to sign an elite level shortstop, but uh, they didn't even try. Uh, yeah. Well, they did. True, but yeah. Well, they did. They they did. They did dip their toes in the uh, not not only the Carlos Correa, but also the, uh, the Aaron Judge, the Aaron Judge pool, right? And it looked like for a bit there was a mo- although it like what there and they, like looked, this is a team that's serious about getting better and trying to yeah. to uh, to get successful guys onto the roster and get big time players in the roster. They're making an attempt, and if I were a Giants fan, I'm very happy. They're okay. We're going around. We're going to splash around some cash. However, this particular offseason, it didn't work out. And no. I just look at this team and think to myself, is this really going to be a team that is going to be over 500 in a division where uh, there's going to be some pretty good ball clubs? There's going to be some uh, one very, very bad ball club, but there's going to be some pretty good <laughs> ball clubs that do, are, have nothing to do with San Francisco. So, Yeah, I just they're I don't like their defense either. They're, 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 they got so, a, uh, like they're, the, this might be the team that's hurt the most by the shift being by, by the shift ban. Oh, uh, like we'll see. Like, it's interesting to see who actually is the team that, uh, the defensive metrics really go against them. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's not a lot to like about what they're going to be sending out there on a, on an everyday basis. And like, you know, Hanniger is a nice player, but you know, if, and, and they only brought him in after the judge thing kind of went bad, but yeah, is, is Hanniger going to really kind of vault you into semi contention in the National League West? I don't think so. Yeah, boy, that if Aaron Judge was hitting in the four hole for this team instead of Mitch Hanniger, oh, we're I would feel fair. We're having a very different conversation about the San Francisco Giants this year. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, you have them on the under. I have them as a stay away. So yeah, we we're not we're not we're not uh, super strong. Uh, next up, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, where's Arizona? I think they were saw them towards the top. This list is weird and out of order. It's it's in in order that I do not understand on on betting pros. I like betting pros because you can see literally all of the books and the numbers that they're given. But 
they have the they they have everything written in an order that is inconceivable uh, to any rational human being. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks open up at seventy six and a half, and I think there's been a little bit of action on the under because uh, they are they're down to seventy five and a half. So they're currently setting at seventy five and a half. Um, if you like the under, you can probably do some shopping and find that 76 and a half. Um, spoiler alert, I don't like, like the, the over. You the can under. find 74 and a half in some books right now. And I, spoiler alert, I do like the over. Uh, this, this is a team that I am somewhat high on. I like what they're doing here a little bit. Um, I really like the, I mean, where I'll get kicked here is the rotation is once you get past Kelly, uh, it, it, you know, Madison Baumgartner is probably going to be the third man in the rotation, and Baumgartner's fine. He's an innings eater in 2023. He's not the like Cy Young. Okay. M- no, he's 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 not the guy from 10 years ago for sure. But you know, he's solid-ish. Um, this is a team that also has an extremely deep uh, prospect pool, and if they start calling guy, and if they they start hot and they start calling guys up, I'm going to feel very good. Uh, about the over so um i like this lineup i like this team uh bullpen i think is okay starting rotation is somewhat suspect but i i like the over for the diamondbacks craig i like what they're doing i i i i definitely like them over 75 and a half wins uh zips has them yeah where does zips have them uh zips has them at 74 so right on the button there uh so if they win 74 i'm on a Cry in my beer is basically what will happen there. But it is what it is. Uh, Sorry, you were... Defensively, there are some concerns from the perspective of if you go from Bolton Varsho mm-hmm. to Lewis Guriel Jr. Fair. What you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. No, that's we, it. We... I'm not saying that means that you bet you take the under. I'm just yeah. saying that uh, it, it would be hard to find more polar opposites amongst outfielding capability than those two players who were traded for another. Now, <laughs> obviously, they got they got Moreno in the deal as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I lean over. I lean over, but I'm not super passionate about it. Okay. Uh... Next up, one of the one of the big boy teams this year. One of the big boy teams for for many uh, for the last few years. Wow, Zips has them projected to win 111 games, Craig. Um, I don't see that happening this year. The Los Angeles Dodgers uh, opened up at 96 and a half wins. They are still sitting at 96 and a half wins. Given a little bit more juice on the under, though, 115 for the under, 105 for the over. I mean, I I, I went against it with the with the with the Atlanta Braves, but that was my uh, that's like my once in a while over outlier that I do. Uh, I do like this this Dodgers team is good. They're deep. Uh, you know, they lost a couple of guys, but they also brought in a couple of guys. JD Martinez is in. David Peralta, who I'm not very high on. Is in. I'm not sure what Martinez has left in the tank. Uh, the rotation is still pretty good, other than the fact that I'm worried they've got Noah Syndergaard throwing in the third spot there. Isn't this I, the I'm, sort of thing that always worked out for them? Maybe, but his velo is still way down. And with the pitch clock thing, he, he's not going to be able to I, I, I get it. ramp but th- it up, this, right? Like, this is just the sort of thing that they've done a bunch of times before, and it usually That's, works for them. 
That's a, that's an extremely solid point. Is is the, like I wanted the Jays to bring in Syndergaard. Yeah, so um, at the cheap. I wanted the Jays to bring in Syndergaard on the cheap deal. Um, it 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 sure but could. Re- in fa- it, also, like I know Tony Gonsolin is 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 has got the ankle injury that's bugging him a little bit. We'll see sort of how yes. things are with the, the regular season with him. Uh, we still got almost a month to go. Uh, mm-hmm. But Syndergaard could be their fifth best guy, and they're still fine. Yeah, that's true. Elias, like this team's gonna Shaw. win. They're gonna win games, but we're doing uh, our classic thing where the win total's too high, and you should probably take the under. Is what I'm doing. No, some places are offering 95. Yeah, and I look at that and think to myself, this is probably a team that can win 96 games. And yeah. the other thing about this team is they might just go out and get dudes who are good. That's true. It's true. You know, I, th- I think like, yeah. If, if if things are are, are like things are touchy in July, like this is just usually a team that adds good dudes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But it's I, the same, it's a, it's the same thing we say every year. Is it just takes one? It just takes like two bad weeks, right? Two bad weeks, yep. and you can't. But they just win hundred games, have. right? That's true. Yeah. They've but, they've bucked the trend for sure over the last few years. Like if 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 you can get it, so they only need to win ninety six. That's less than them needing to win hundred and one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Some of this might be. Yeah. If you put the Dodgers, there's a Mookie Betts plus 850 MVP bet if you really think that's something that you want to do and, and think the Dodgers are going to have a great season. Maybe that's something you yeah. instead. Yeah, I like that a lot better. Um, and it might have something to do with the fact that I think this div- I think this division, safe for the team we're going to talk about next, is still pretty decent because I think the Diamondbacks yep. are going to be better. The Giants are going to win games. Um and I, I'm really high on the Padres this year. I know that's the fool's error, and they're kind of the Clippers of of. Uh, no, I'm, I'm high on them too. I think they're going to of be major. I, I know, but there there's some similarities between the San Diego Padres and the Los Angeles Clippers in terms of they've got the older brother that gets much more love uh, in the same state, and they're always kind of there, but never quite pull it off, you know. Um, yeah, I think I think I'm on the under for the Dodgers. But before we get to uh, what we think is going to happen with the San Diego Padres, we must discuss <laughs> the Colorado Rockies, Craig, who uh, are turning in a win total of uh, it opened up at 68 and a half. The Sharps hammered the under at 68 and a half, Craig, um, and it's now uh, sitting at 65 and a half. This was one of our favorite teams last year because they're. Uh, their win total was so damn low last year. It was like 61 and a half or something like that. And we yep. said to ourselves, this is insane. It's still baseball. They're going to win games. And they did. Now, they only won like 67 or whatever the hell it was. But they easily cleared that that over. Um, man, this is, uh, this, is, this, is some, this is some scary shit here that this team. Now, I do kind of like their... You know, I do, I do kind of, you know, I like certain pieces of their lineup and whatnot, but, uh, boy, that rotation. Nope. Holy just, God. It's just bad. stay away. Absolute definition of a stay away for me. It's not good. It's mm-hmm. like, this is, I, I think you could argue it's one of the more embarrassing franchises in, the, in, in baseball. Like, the A's are a little bit of a different class this way, and the Nationals at least were recently <laughs> good. Um but I, I've, I, I, I lean towards the under just because there's a lot of other good teams around. 
Like if you like the over on the Diamondbacks, yeah, and we yeah. talk about how the Dodgers can be right around their total, and the Giants can be right around 500, and the Padres, we'll talk about them in a second. But there's just a lot of you know, there's a lot to like about this division, and someone's going to lose these games. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not getting the best of the number anymore. I'm I can't go under on the 65 and a half. The 68 and a half makes perfect sense to me. I I wish because this team's not going to be around, not going to be close to 70 wins. Um, so that was a little bit more palatable to me. The 65 and a half is a bit scary because, like, like I said, this is still baseball. Um, they still got to win games. The way this team is run is in a front to the sport. And the Colorado Rockies should legitimately be mentioned in the same breath as not, not in terms of scandals and whatnot, like the Washington commanders are, but in terms of just cheapness and dysfunction and incompetence and just, they're just fucking cheap, man. (laughs) And they've, and they've got this, they've got this ballpark where you could literally this you could literally build a team to succeed in the like it would be easier than what ninety percent of ballparks. They're like all right, we've exactly. Got right? All right, we've got Larry Walker, we've got Dante Bichette, we've got Vinny left-handed Kier. boomers, we're right? Yeah, we're gonna mash yeah. the shit out of the ball, and we're just gonna see how it goes. And they won a lot yeah. of games doing that in the mid nineties. Yeah. They did. And, oh, it and went, eventually just... it went bad, but the, the point stands yeah. that. You know, they they had some playoff appearances. Now we're in a situation where they are paying Nolan Arenado to have MVP season for the St. Louis Cardinals. And you think to yourself, yeah. oh, well, that's something that, uh, you know, that, that, that sucks. But, you know, they must have got a whole big prospect haul back for him, didn't they? No. They just <laughs> paid the Cardinals literally to take him off their hands. And through two years in St. Louis, all the guy has done – is win two gold gloves, been an all-star twice, and finished third in the MVP vote. Yeah, it's... This Jesus is, this Christ. Is, yeah. And, and, you're, and paying, you mentioned, you're paying this man to go for someone else. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned Oakland, and but like Oakland, I mean, they've made movies about it, for God's sake. Oakland does it kind of out of necessity for, for where yeah, they are. Yeah, now their and, owner is remarkable. And I, I think that we're at the point yeah. now where we can say the A's are, are getting to the point where it's just, it's no longer... Um, it's no longer cute. Uh, but this yeah. is still bad. This, this yeah. is bad. And then here's the other yeah. thing with this team, and you know, I I follow a lot of people who pay attention to sports in the Denver market, and so do you. Um, yeah. We're at the situation now where, like, you look at the other teams in the Denver market, like, you know, the Broncos coming off disappointing season, but they're still the Broncos. The Avalanche yeah. just won the Stanley Cup. The Nuggets are about to have a guy win the MVP for the third time in a row, and they're the best, mm-hmm. they have the best record in the Western Conference. And then you look at the Rockies, it's like, oh, Jesus. Like, it's just like yeah. the, the, the competition for sport eyeballs and sport dollars in that market right now is not being kind to the Rockies for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's shameful. It's absolutely shameful. All right. Last team in our uh, National League uh, win totals podcast and perhaps the the most fun one of the year. Uh, <laughs> the I'm most excited to watch this season. Yeah, the, the San Diego Padres, uh, 93 and a half. It opened, stayed steady at 93 and a half. Zips has them projected at uh, 89. So if you're going by Zips, they're 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 going under. 
Just a fun team. Uh, they bring in Nelson Cruz. They bring in Xander Bogers. They bring in Matt Carpenter. Oh, man, like they bring in Rugnet O'Dor. Uh, <laughs> Michael Waka. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, thing I know. That, like that's the one thing they can eat shit on that one. Fuck them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now he's now he's uh, a not. He hasn't made the team yet though, technically, because he's like what uh, the okay. What if, do they if, call if, it? If they cut him at the end of March, that's fine. Yeah, it's he's like what is it called the non-roster or yeah, invitation or whatever the heck it is. But man, uh, they bring in Waka Seth Lugo <laughs> out of my out of the Mets is going to be their like who had an ERA under four last year is going to be their fifth best starter. Darvish is still there. Blake Snell, you know, was uh, iffy last year, but still had like a buttload of strikeouts. I I, I project him to have a little better season this year, but. Man, excellent bullpen, great rotation. Um, the only difference between them and the uh, Dodgers for me uh, is because of the trades that the uh, Padres have had to make to get to build they've this. Really, out. really good. They've emptied out the prospect pool, so they have no way of being like, hey, we, we've got a little hole here. How do we plug this hole? They don't have the prospects to plug any holes, whereas the Dodgers still have a lot of their prospects uh, to to, uh, now, to do that. to be clear, I'd rather have Juan Soto than all my prospects if I'm picking <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Could not agree more. Uh, I, I mean, it's they're, – they're, they're so good. They're still waiting. Like Joe Musgrove is is like this rotation right now. I'm like I'm staring at their thing right now on Fangraphs. It's insane, and I still have to scroll down a little bit to get to Joe Musgrove and Fernando Tatis, who you know is got a little suspension there, but um, whatever. You know, like we'll see what he's yeah. like when he gets back. But I think he'll yeah. be fine. And yeah, yeah, like you know, the fourth best hitter on the team is Xander Bogarts. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it sure, sure is. I don't know is. if I yeah. the Bogarts contract from a value perspective, but who cares? We're trying to win the World Series. doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. When they get this back and it's Bogarts into Soto, into Tatis, into Machado, like, oh. Yeah. Woo! That's God, gonna be, that's, that's going to be, be fun. difficult to navigate if you're a pitcher. That sounds bad. Yeah. Bullpen is great too. They get they, they they have everything. And like I said, when they get when they get Joe Musgrove back, and he's you know because he's the ace of the squad, um, he's probably going to be ready for opening day. If not, he's missing like what two starts, three starts tops probably. Yeah, that's not gonna that. Yeah, they're 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 fine. Um, win total. What do you like him at for uh, sitting at uh, ninety three and a half? I like the over. Yeah, I, I think I I think I do too. Yeah, I just I think they're going to score a ton of runs. The pitching's going to be good. Like 93 and a half, yeah. like, you know, that's that's fine. Like they they can win 94 games. Mhm. Uh, yeah, like, I completely I completely agree. I, I I love the over and because I like the Dodgers under, I got to love the Padres over too, right? Like it, it's it's like cuz those wins have got to go to some team and I'm thinking they're going to the Padres. Yeah, I didn't see it. like I said Zips has them at 89 at the Come on, this team's gonna crack. I feel like this team's gonna crack 90 wins. Now the problem is when you bet the Padres, this is this is a total like, and I don't know what it is with this area of Los Angeles or whatever reason, but it's like 
in the same way friends don't let friends bet the Clippers and friends don't let friends bet the Chargers and friends should not let friends bet the Padres either, Craig, I don't think. But here here we sit <laughs> discussing it and it's just there's just too much to love, man. It's just it's a great roster and they don't even have their their best two guys aren't even gonna be there opening day, right? Like oh it's 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 something else they got they they've they've got so many plus players so many all-stars lovely lovely roster lovely roster if you had to give out one or two um national league uh locks i think or like what are what are craig's uh locks of the year as far as uh padres over to be one okay so padres over let me write this down for you i'm gonna go padres over uh, what, what was it again? It was 93, right? Yeah, 93 and a half. Padres over 93 and a half. I'll counter that with a Phillies under 89 and a half. That's, that's going to be one of mine. Uh, my other one is going to be the Marlins over. Uh, yeah, that's tough though. Cause you're not getting the best of the now. Cause I had, I have the over 72 and a half, but it's 76 right now. So, um, and you already said the Padres, which might have been my second one. So uh, I think I'll go. Jeez, this is a tough one. Um, I think I'll go the New York Mets under ninety-five and a half, uh, or yeah, under ninety-five and a half. Yeah, I'll say Mets under Card- ninety-five. I'm going Cardinals half. under. Okay. All right, so we're going to go Cardinals under. So the official National League predictions for uh, the crossover podcast are going to be Cardinals under 89.5, Padres over 93.5 from Craig. We're going Phillies under 89.5. If you can shop around and find the Marlins over 72.5 from Matt Pierce, do that. If not, then go under 95.5 on the Mets. Uh, for me. Uh, so that is it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and uh, sorry, we're not on that anymore. And uh, iTunes, please write and subscribe. Five stars only. Uh, and as always, uh, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, uh, and pretty much any other podcatcher that you happen to. Uh, please leave us a review on, on any of those. Five stars only, though. Uh, so that is it for this week. Uh, Craig and I will be back next week finishing up our baseball win total preview with uh the american league and uh we'll save our we'll do our usual save our toronto blue jays for last there so you get to hear our toronto blue jays hot takes and uh if there are any other sports news we'll likely touch on that at the beginning like we did with the quarterbacks at the beginning of this one and then after that i think i'll have the guys uh that i usually talk to wrestling with greg because i'm pretty sure the week after that uh is uh wrestlemania weekend uh, so, so that'll be a lot of fun. Plus we got our fantasy baseball draft coming up. There's a lot to, lot to look forward to. We're getting, uh, you know, it's playoff time in the NBA and the NHL. Uh, one of the best, uh, sports times of the year for sure. Uh, it's coming up March madness. Maybe we'll try to squeeze in a, a bracket. Might be tough this year. We haven't had a bracket since COVID, which sucks, but, uh, it's tough. How do you feel about your Gators this year? Not like they're going to be part of this. Like it's just, it's not- no, yeah. yeah. Well, the Hurricanes are going to be there. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see them make at least the Sweet 16, I think. They made the Elite Eight last year, the furthest they've ever done. I, you know, something like that, again, would be fun. 
just Jim Larenegger forever is what I say. Uh, Craig, as always, uh, pleasure doing this with you. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossword Podcast. Yeah.